Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We have the chance to turn the pages over, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Spurs were magnificent. Fulham got themselves a win and Villa won the Brum Derby. Good to see you, people. Good to bloody well be with you. Yeah, we're in your ears. Uh-huh. They look hungry. Get ready for dinner. Jim Campbell's audio here. dinner, hello. And he's ready for this audio dinner as he correctly describes it. Mm. Uh, Luke is still in the States, so dry your eyes and we'll continue. Yes. Let's start with the Premier League, gentlemen. Mm. Let's start with the Premier League. I told you Spurs would go for the Jaguar. That's what you wrote in the running order. <laughs> it was very <laughs> smug. The first words written on today's running order. I told you. Mm. You've got to be, uh, Jim. I'm wrong about so many things. Let yeah, me and you this. don't put them on the running order. <laughs> In a way, I don't need to. <laughs> you know, uh, but they were magnificent, weren't they? They really were. Yeah, they were annoyingly good. How was it? Only three-one. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? I, I think you know, it's one of those sort of cliches that you see in post-match um, um, dissections of games so often. It's like, oh, it could have been seven or eight. Um, Why and- did you do a northeast accent? Because of Alan Shearer, <laughs> he's who I thought of okay. um, just immediately. Um, Say sorry and to it's the off- No, often it's um, <laughs> often it's a cliche, and it's it's not actually true. But this time, you know, Spurs created a lot of good chances that they didn't put away, and it genuinely could have and probably should have been a lot higher. That's how, yeah, that's how good they were. They ca- they would have come away winning three one against Chelsea, thinking, God, we really 
should have won by yeah. five. It, yeah. it really should have been a battering, you know. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous. They've scored by convincing, you know, they've won by a convincing margin, beaten Chelsea for the first time in the Premier League this season. And, uh, and yet, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be maybe a little bit gutted that it wasn't five. Massively, especially in like the first <laughs> half an hour as well, because Chelsea, as they have all season, they've sort of they've mm. got really they've got a really slow start in them. Yes. And they never really got going. And the game was almost over by half time. They talk about it being um the most dangerous scoreline, two nil. I wasn't buying it in that game. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's not as dangerous as one nil, is it? <laughs> no, no. Or three really nil down. But they, but they seem to concentrate on Jorginho. He just couldn't get the ball <laughs> out. He, he completed fewer passes than he has yep. all season. It was he just didn't have any sort of game. It shouldn't hmm. be that easy, should it? We'll target one player <laughs> yeah. and then the whole yeah. thing will be a pack of cards. <laughs> also, as well, the, the fascinating thing is that, you know, the, the, probably the, the best player in the league at dealing with that is N'Golo Kante. Yeah. And he's just out of position further well, up the well, pitch. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah Kante had to kind of start moves and it just wasn't it's not in his wheelhouse, really, is it? No, it really. Uh, yeah, Sari's comments were interesting when he said, "Well, they normally line up with a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three, but this time they played a four-three-one-two, and yeah, didn't really have an answer." Mm. I like no. his honesty. I do like his honesty, but it's quite strange, isn't it? Where you think it, it can't have been just that because they were so pedestrian chips. Yeah. Well, when, when, I, when, when I say context, it's not in his wheelhouse. I mean that he should be playing a much more defensive game. But yeah. if you've kind of locked up Jorginho, it's down to him to start stuff. I thought Ali was at his shithousing best. <clears throat> yeah. There's no one better on the field when he's really <laughs> on it. I, when he goes full Del Cano and just kind of <laughs> becomes this bubbling yeah. magma monster. <laughs> just, yeah, he really the, was he's wonderful. Got a, he's got a proper... like. School bully grin, you know what I mean? When things are going his way, <laughs> because he doesn't—he doesn't look like a bully. No. He's not particularly big or imposing. <laughs> I, I think he's bigger than you might think, actually. Yeah. yeah I, well, I, okay, he might be taller, but he's not. He's a bit wiry. Yeah. He's not particularly. Mm. Deli Ali could kick the shit out of you. Mm. He'd have to catch me first. <laughs> no, and he'd have, he would. No, he'd have to find me first. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm in my old age now. My pace is pretty much gone. I'm pretty good at hiding. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Hiding in, in the a game. game. In a game. <laughs> yeah. Very much oh, so. Yeah. That's the that's the that sad but, reality. But, but, but Spurs just came out of the blocks and they pressed and pressed and pressed and Chelsea just had no kind of reply. Mm. They, they, they didn't, did they? I mean, no. Hazard tried to do a few things and there was a couple of penalty shouts. One looked pretty yeah. spot on. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was unlucky, and then the second one maybe not. But it gets so oh dear. But, but Spurs, you know, a couple of people suggested it was their best performance since that three-on win against Real Madrid in the Champions League, and you'd probably yeah, say so. When Spurs play like that, and Spurs have had a good start to the season, I think that because What's their best starts for Premier League season ever, isn't it? Yeah, it backs up my point, Jim. Um, it's, it's I wasn't trying to. I was trying to do that. It's <laughs> such a big yeah. albatross of a stadium, though, isn't it? It just makes it sound like oh no, we're kind of in a halfway well, house still, and, is and it I think though? that's. Well, in the in that that's all people are talking about, and they think that um, behind the scenes it's a bit more of a mess than it actually is. And I think that's just jet down to the fact there's a situation where um, they, they 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 need to be in their new stadium and they're not going to make it. Mm. Well, I think the thing is though, as long as they're playing well, which they are, and obviously Wembley feels like a home to them now because they've been there for long enough. I think that that will that will ease that transition when they finally mm. get in there. That's gonna, it's going to be a great feeling when they do get in there. So I don't think that's so called bumbling his way into a good <laughs> performance. Yeah, it's just incredible. <laughs> just incredible. Does that annoy you now, Pete? Um, he's you... got it in him, but it's just in the same way that um, you know some footballers for Newcastle United, Modi Army, uh, occasionally has a good game for Newcastle. Yeah. And it's kind of like they sort of both players kind of bumble their way into a good performance every now and again. Mm. But nine times out of ten, that's very much not the case. Very true. I he, think... he needed one. 
I, I do rate you don't pay 30 million pounds for a player panicked or otherwise mm-hmm. uh, if you're not going to um, if he's not going to turn in a performance like that every 10 games true so. every 10 <laughs> is it up to that is it I um, think it is pretty much yeah, yeah I, I think that with Spurs it gives the club such a huge boost this result because you're right when you say about the, the stadium and the, but you're also right again what you're both saying is is it a big thing is it not but the, the, the bigger thing are the results and although they're, they're you know in the, in the top four the, 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 we made a bit of uh, stuff about the, the game against Liverpool, which was a little while ago now, and then against Manchester City, where they were distinctly second best in both mm. of those games. So to play the side who have been up till now the third best side in the country in, yeah. in Chelsea, you and know, brush them aside as if they're yes. Huddersfield. Exactly. Well, with well, respect to Huddersfield, I was going to say they were all right this weekend. Uh, we'll come on to them in a bit, but yes, I take the point. Um, it, it gives the club such a huge boost, and bearing in mind Pochettino has made noises. Uh, well, rumbles, rum- yeah, there's, there's, no cu- tummy rumbles, yeah, very slight tummy rumbles. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> say, indeed, that uh, he needs. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I won't have the cheese board. You know those sort of rumbles. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, yeah. Uh, speaking from experience, there, Jim, I'm sure as an Arsenal yeah. fan, but uh, th- a result like this suddenly everyone goes, "Hang on a minute, we are a bit bloody good, aren't we?" Mm-hmm. And and I think Arsenal on Sunday is going to be a really interesting yes. uh, match if mm. they don't. Well, they've got Inter chocolate Inter chi- chips in, in against Inter in, in the Champions League. So. Indeed, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, a huge thing like that. So bearing in mind all the stadium stuff and, and mm. what Pochettino said, I mean, Pochettino said after the game, the staff are so happy managing this group of players. We need to be humble and recognise that playing like this, we can do big things. Suddenly, it's all galvanised and everyone's feeling really, really good. I mean, they're only five points off Manchester City. So again, yeah. the league position. And some of the the rumblings and whatnot don't quite match up. Yeah. But with with regards to Chelsea, you know, Sari said uh, going to them, um, it was clear after five minutes that it was a really di- really difficult to use Jorginho as usual. And he said we have a lot of problems to solve. But I knew that very well before the match. And a couple of Chelsea fans seem to think that this performance was was coming. Mm. Yeah, which I'd have that. Yeah. Why Why would you think? Because of the in the similar way that Arsenal have kind of. Again, bumble their way to a, a couple of results they possibly didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend's been a really good example. I think um, Chelsea have kind of flattered the ceiling at times. I think. Yeah, David Luiz, not his best. Yeah, no. he didn't have a great one. But I mean, like, it's piss boiling. If I was a Chelsea fan, <laughs> and I would hate to be one because not come along, nice come, hey, come on, <laughs> Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard, every single match. This time it's kind of blue. He's sort of saying, I'm probably going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Every fucking week. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> Especially would... after they've lost. Oh, That's my such God. A, such terrible timing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Just bit, isn't it? Just go away yeah. then. Yeah. But this is Play it, though, for isn't Lille. it? Play for fucking Real. I don't care. Yeah. You're okay. going to turn in a you know an underwhelming performance when we know you've got one in you. Well, you know, you've got like a really good performance in you and then just sort of go, oh, I might live next summer or I could be <laughs> yeah. here for the rest of my career. Yeah. Well, if you're going to do this every fucking week, piss <laughs> off. Well, I think you've spoken on behalf of uh, certain Chelsea fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see you manage the transfers from now on. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Uh, we've got to mention Sun. Yes, what, what a finish. Huffin-esque. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> he missed uh, he missed a few chances fair enough but that goal was I mean aided by David Luiz sort of going oh is that him going past me I think it is <laughs> uh, yeah but uh, he was wonderful you know it was Kane looked this sort of everyone seemed reinvigorated mm. and we suggested this after the international break that would so the likes of Kane after 
you know, helping England go through to the semi-finals. Uh, would they be a bit reinvigorated and so on? And, and it seemed to be. Yeah. Intensity, they just they, they had more intensity yeah. than the other side. And if you run faster and run harder, um, you're going to get results. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're giving yourself a chance. Kane's goal, um, that was fascinatingly weird, wasn't it? In a game <laughs> where they made a lot of chances, that was a strange one to be one that actually went in. Well, with <laughs> Louise just turning his back on it and the goalkeeper presumably and understandably assuming that he would have done something about it. Mm. I, th- I think that Chelsea obviously started very, very slow. Spurs went for the jugular and they scored. Mm. But that Kane goal, that type of goal, I think that you can start slowly and Spurs can start very quickly and they did. And they thought, right, we're going to blow them away here. Missed one or two chances as well. That that can happen in a game. But I think the manner of Kane's goal actually completely defeated any possible fight mm. or any possible comeback intentions that Chelsea had. It was just yeah. kind of like, oh, Gordon Bennett, what yeah. is that about? Yeah, I think it's, it's almost like it rocked their confidence in themselves. And mm. um, as, as Pete, as you touched on how maybe they've been papering over some cracks um, just with the the fixture list a little bit and and just, you know, how the Premier League seems quite weird and top-heavy this season. That might have been the case. Sarri said before the game that there is a there is an excellent team in the league in Man City, a very good team in Liverpool, and then four teams below that fighting for the for the um the, the other top two places, um, which you know I think most people agree with. But fighting for the cigarette stub. As yeah, many as many but as four. I, I, but I thought um I think we all thought Chelsea might be better than that than being in that four. Yeah. That, that it might be a three. True. Uh, going for the top but I think this performance gives you the impression that perhaps that is not the case indeed yeah mm. well when I say it's as many as four I'm thinking yeah well you obviously Arsenal Chelsea Spurs struggling to find another one Jim yeah. if I'm honest with you because I mean okay let's let's move on to Manchester United <coughs> it seems it seems relevant and they obviously drew nil-nil at home with Crystal Palace um, it was Manchester United's first home league clean sheet of the season I feel that's not the story yeah it's amazing that you've pulled a positive out of that that is still such a damning negative it's all, as, I always, as I say Jim as many people do it's always pleasing to keep a clean sheet yes extraordinary Marcus <laughs> yeah um, it was another crap result there for Manchester yeah. United let's be honest they were booed off they've won three out of nine matches at home this season they are in seventh seven points off fourth spot it's just it's not stopping, yeah. is it? No, it isn't. And it's it feels like the chaos around the club that was there maybe you know, a month or so ago when all that stuff with Pogba was happening has calmed down. But the results and the performances have got no more inspiring, really. I mean, because he dug out Anthony Martial, didn't he? Probably. Um, afterwards. But he's like he's been on fire. He's been excellent for them. He's been one of the real he, he's, he's been up and down, but, he's, yeah, but at least there's been ups. ups. Been... He's, all he's done is dug, dig people out. His garden must look like molehills. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's running out of people to dig out. Yeah. Apart yeah. from himself. He's not done himself yet. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. No. Are you saying that's the problem? Ah, <laughs> oh, it can't be. Can't be. Uh, but it does. I think we have an international break and we, we forget about Mourinho and what he's, what's going on at Manchester United. And it comes back and we think, why are we surprised? Oh, yeah, still yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> but this mm. isn't going to change, though, is it? I mean, to be honest with you, Palace could have had a result there. I mean, yeah. uh, sorry, a win, rather. They, they yeah. could have. Was, was Andros that... Townsend, when he galloped through. I've got to say, though, like a lot of people have been pointing that as a big miss. But I think if you look at David De Gea there, yeah, he, he makes himself so big. Mm. Like, that's really good goalkeeping and, there. And, and, and he Andros, touch the ball. And Andros Townsend, because of his pace and because he is one of the few kind of goal threats for Crystal Palace, I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's arguably the, the case, uh, along with Zahar, Um I think he... Everyone thinks he can score more goals than he has. I, I think he's only ever scored two or three goals a season. He's not scored many. He's not scored many in his career. And I think people think he's more of a, uh, an attacking mm. player than he is. He's, they, he's, a, he's a provider. They tend to yeah. be quite eye-catching when he yeah. scores, don't yes. they? So I think that's probably why. Well, the mm. two that have just leapt to mind that he scored for England were both from the outside of the yeah. box. Mm. 
you know. So yeah, I, I, I take the point. And, and Zaha was in a situation where he just he had to come so deep to pick up the ball, and it was just in a situation where like he he shouldn't have to come that far back, and there's a reason why he was kind of nullified a little bit because mm-hmm. he was out. He was kind of a lot like having to pick up the ball yeah. deep doesn't work for him. Indeed, yeah. But it was it was a good point for Palace, of course. Yeah, for, yeah. And I was like, they kept the clean sheet as well. Yeah, they're um, down in sixteenth, just one point off the relegation zone. But they've had a tough run in the last four: Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, and Manchester United. And they've got Burnley, Brighton, and West Ham next. So they yeah. need wins, and they're quite fancy. This is a great platform for that, isn't it? As well, like because I mean, you know, whatever trouble Man United have had, it's still a big um, scalp, uh, which. Neatly leads me on to Sean Marouane Fellaini. I thought you were going to say, gonna say Juvenio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did a Marcus Stoll link there. Appreciate um, that. Um, yeah, very it's good. nice to get the chance to. But can we can we discuss Fellaini without his hair? It's strange. Like, the hair is different. Well, the tackles are the same. Same old tackles. Yeah, it's 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 disarming. Isn't well, it, it happened a couple of weeks ago, but I did, had he been seen on the pitch? I can't remember. He, to be honest, he, he must be break, freezing. <laughs> yeah, it's not the time <laughs> to to be Sean, is it? I was going to say, yeah. Well, yeah. Was it a foul? What do we think? Oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry. It was a foul, right? Let's <laughs> be clear. Should he have... Was it an accidental one? What do you reckon? I don't God, know. It's one of those kind of... He's, he's quite rough and tumble and... Yeah, mm. at the best you know how jellyfish don't actually think? They're not sentient. I thought you were going to say don't have bones. Yeah, well, they, they, they sort of... They re- react purely on instinct, don't okay. they? They're not actually thinking. Right. And I think Fellaini and actually Sissoko as well are sort of like that, aren't they? When you see them <laughs> in the pit, just like, is there, is there any intention here or is it just... Chaos. Is it just reactive <laughs> chaos? I quite like that, yeah. Because um, you see those adverts about, like, um, don't throw your carrier bags in the sea. It's probably not that, but it's, you know, remember to recycle. Yeah. Because I mean, don't because throw animals, your carrier bags cause, in Because sea, seafaring animals can't decide <laughs> what is a jellyfish and what's a carrier bag. I was thinking, well, if they're not sentient, what is the difference? Yeah, and also... <laughs> Chuck all your carrier bags in the sea, it's yeah, fine. Stay away from both. Yeah, I was yeah. Jellyfish say, like, are actually doing bags of favour. What relationship other have you got with a jellyfish that you might... Anyway, yeah. the less said about that, the better. Well, you just invented that situation, Marcus. Did I, Peter? Yes. Did I? Um, Jose Mourinho accuses players of not showing enough heart. Definitely a different organ. Is that... <laughs> Didn't show enough legs. It's the yeah. skin. I don't know what legs are organs. I mean, he's, he's running out of, <laughs> of reasons. What seems to be the problem? They're staying up too late. <laughs> is not enough heart? Is it enough quality? I, I just... I don't know. I mean, took Paul Pogba off after 70 minutes. Mm, to make a point about Summing. who even knows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a wheel of fo- misfortune, hasn't he? Just yeah. wheels. Oh, I mean, that, I take off to dig yeah. out. That stat was interesting on Match of the Day that said that I think only Fulham have changed their starting eleven or changed, made more changes starting eleven than Manchester United. Right. Now I know Man City were quite high up in that list, but you know I, I feel that's not relevant when talking about those other sides. And, and Fulham, it was, you know, we'll talk about them in the second half. But Manchester United we've made the point a number of times as have others that he doesn't know his best side and to to me this is just ridiculous now it's not working with mm. Mourinho and it's not going to work yeah. this is this is what is it they're going to trudge along to sixth finish or, or, or a fifth place finish at best yeah and so it, it begs the question should they pull the trigger now wait till the end of the season I mean what? it, yeah, just, I mean, it do, just seems extraordinary that Manchester United are still in this situation Yeah, you would think obviously Man United expect to be challenging for the title at the beginning of every season that's clearly not going to happen this season while right. Man City are just smashing people for fun and obviously people quite often people say how come you're not talking about cities and it's because it's not it's not unusual or notable for them to win 4-0 or whatever is it so <laughs> Indeed, like, yeah. yeah whereas and that is you know that it, um, I just don't see how 
can you see Mourinho winning the title with Man United next season? No. It just looks like it will never happen. So no, it seems I, inevitable at this point. Yeah, indeed it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about Manchester City for a bit. I mean, yes, they were, they were brilliant. They well, humbled well. <laughs> another side forward without being sort of churlish. But it's... I know, it, I know a guy who lives in America. He's a big West Ham fan. He's oh, yeah. never seen West Ham win. Oh, is and, that right? And he was over for the Man City. Oh, no. What are you playing at? Oh, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, empty. I hope he bless him. Did he leave early? Because there was a lot of empty seats. I think he still had a nice day end. with his uh, his good lady. But yeah, I suppose <laughs> you would. Well, that's another thing. Manchester United. There's a lot of transfer speculation with certain players surrounding the club. Now, there's one or two leaving, like Pogba and David de Gea has been linked to mm. Paris Saint Germain. But there's also talk about signing players. No other big clubs. I don't think. That that's happening for a January. I mean, there, there is one or two, but mm. with Manchester United, they talk about an enormous bid for Koulibaly from yeah. Napoli to try and plug up the defence. And there's now talk of Arnautovic. That it just yeah, again, Arnautovic it seems a funny one. Yeah, it just seems panicked. Mm. It just seems like. But that said, also, if you want to sell newspapers or get clicks on your website, um, talking about Man United being in a bit of a state uh, is something that. It's enjoyable, isn't it? I mean, we're doing it now. Yeah, we're talking about the game that was last nil, on nil. Match of the Day. So, <laughs> so yeah. let's move on to an ad yeah. break. <laughs> I think it's time for an ad break, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back after this. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. No, eh, la, 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 Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. The uh, the noise of Diego Maradona there. Yeah. And it was a noise, wasn't it? It <laughs> yeah. wasn't uh, and it very well thought out. Yeah, it was a post-match interview in which um, it was put to him. He was asked if mm. um, he had much knowledge about Mexican football before <laughs> heading over there. And uh, yeah, that, that's that's not Spanish, is it? That's just a noise. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, yeah. uh, just say yeah a little bit. Just lie. Yeah. <laughs> He must so, yeah. have had some knowledge, so a little bit covers 
a lot of, you know, <laughs> outcomes and whatnot there. This the Mexican league is like a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete, why are you not a manager? Because of shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peter, you're not a manager, but you are the manager of the emails, and it's now time for that section with you, PTD. So smooth. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! You've got mail. It's really throaty, that, isn't it? It's a really throaty scream. Ah! Um, Amazing that it was the best take as well. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with that one. Hey, you can't kill 100 bees for nothing. You've got to take that one. Uh, Claire (laughs) has got in touch. PhD student in early modern literature. This is uh, pertinent. Uh, And a fan of the show. I mean, what she's getting out of this show. I was going to say, how not to do things. I do speak a lot in Old English, to be fair. Mm. Uh, Do the football ramble. I thought you might be interested in a court record uh, dating from 1680, recently shared by the Lancashire Archives. In this archival uh, document, uh, a prisoner named Thomas Sharrock complains about being committed to jail, unhelpfully uh, for my sort of Monday brain, spelt the Old English uh, G-A-O-L. Goal? Goal? Um, For one box on the A given to Thomas uh, Crusher uh, upon a scuffle at football. Sharrock complains about his uh, imprisonment, uh, pointing out that he himself was very ill-beaten and that the box on the ear was a very small offence, no blood being drawn. Lots of other texts dating from the 16th and 17th centuries describe violence at football matches. Mm. Uh, For example, a book uh, printed in uh, 1583, Philip Stubbs complains that football playing should rather be called a friendly kind of fight because it's more bloody and murdering a practice than a fellowly sport or a pastime. What was the date of that one with Philip Stump? Uh, 1583, very early. Obviously before the rules I was about yeah. to been say, committed well, to things. Yeah, we, we wrote about this um, in the Football Ramble book extensively because mm. it used to be mob football where yes. basically whole towns would participate and the idea was that you won the game by getting the ball. Um, I think you had to throw it onto the rival town's church balcony or nice. something like that. And a lot of the early records of football only exist at all because they're to do with um, uh, like injuries or crime. Yeah. So it makes it mm. sound like everything was completely chaotic, which by the sounds of everything about it, it also was. <laughs> it was a bit like cheese rolling. Is now, it yeah. fair to say, if you're, you, so you have to get the ball, you start halfway between the two towns or villages or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, could, that can go on for a long time. It, oh, and it did. And, and it, things did yeah. get destroyed. But things would they play like throughout the night? We were like, oh, we yeah, they went on for ages. Mm. Yeah. You, it sounds brilliant. Is that where the long ball game was? <laughs> Big Sam, very much a big oh, fan. Oh, yeah, he's a product of the, the, that very much old school style. <laughs> the, uh, the email goes on. Later in uh, 1691, another writer quaintly described football as a rude diversion for the common sort of people played in frosty weather. It wasn't all doom and gloom, though. One book uh, printed in 1565 celebrated how on New Year's Eve the rivers froze over and people went over the Thames on the ice from London Bridge to Westminster and played at the football as boldly and, thanks to God, as safely as on the dry That's land. Mad. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. like ice hockey or something like that. Yeah. Nora. So, he's, uh, so she goes on and says, uh, who knows, maybe a uh, global warming-induced climate change will offer us a chance to have a kickabout on the Thames again. Yeah. There we go. 39th game. <laughs> in the Thames. <laughs> Lovely old job. Uh, uh, yeah, uh. maybe Arsenal can uh, go south of the river again. Uh, Dave, <laughs> hello, Dave. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, further to your discussion on Euro 2020, there are a few things worth noting about Euro 2020. Thanks for that. <laughs> First of all, a big if, if uh, England and Scotland uh, qualify for the tournament, they're already guaranteed to be in the same group, Group D, in fact. This is because each country that qualifies uh, that has also been chosen to host matches is guaranteed to have at least two group matches at home. 
Mm. And so the host cities have been paired for specific groups, hence the guaranteed same group draw for England and Scotland. Wembley mm. is paired with Hamden for all Group D games, so all matches in that group will be played in London or Glasgow. Same applies to Roman Baku, St. Petersburg and Copenhagen, Amsterdam and Bucharest, etc., etc., and the respect, respective uh, national teams. Uh, bring on the broken crossbars and the Trafalgar Square fountains full of Bucky and Pace. <laughs> that would be very nostalgic of Euro 96 right? especially if it ends up at Wembley I think that's really good news for, for both teams because they'll either play as you say they'll play in a British city and mm. we can we can rely on the British people coming together coming together and yes, supporting everybody <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah um, we got so many emails about the fact that Chesterfield FC um, drawing with Eastleigh FC on Saturday meant that um, <laughs> Chesterfield's eighth consecutive draw in the league uh, is their 18th consecutive match in the league without a win. Um, so basically, the Derbyshire side mean it means that the club have found themselves in the unique position in their history. They are simultaneously on their worst winless record ever and also their best unbeaten run for 12 years. <laughs> was uh, was Dickens talking about Paris in 1775 or Chesterfield in 2018 when he wrote that it was the best of times? It was the worst of times, <laughs> yes. says uh, Bijan in uh, Canada. So Excellent. many people got in touch uh, with that fact. And finally, for now, hello to uh, Sam in London. Uh, it's quite a lower league uh, story, but I'm, I'm sure you guys are aware of a man uh, by the name of uh, ex-Lincoln City legend Ben Futcher. Uh, he's now assistant manager at Mansfield Town. He would often have some of the other boys over for drinks uh, and basically Sam used to live uh, opposite this, this ex-footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, he would always have parties and stuff which was very interesting to see one Sunday my friend and I were playing football in the street as you do when you're 13 or 14 and he comes out to walk his dog we engage in a bit of banter with him I think due to the fact that he conceded a few soft goals the uh, day before to which he laughed said he'd be back in a second he disappeared inside and then came running out of his house with a box of eggs faster than I have ever seen the 6 foot 7 centre back run for Lincoln <laughs> he then promptly chased us up and down the street trying to egg us for our cheekiness wow. after all the eggs were thrown he laughed he'd do better next week and went back to get his dog and continue on his walk do better next week brilliant I don't know whether he means with the amazing. football or the or eggs, eggs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I so. oh, do you want to come around for uh, hang on <laughs> okay, when, big omelette he's making a big omelette <laughs> when you're a, when you're a sort of you know between the ages of about 10 and maybe 15 yeah. getting egged is a very real danger yeah, in your yeah, life yeah. isn't it, it is. but you don't imagine an, an adult doing that <laughs> Jim very have you ever weird. thrown an egg at anyone I haven't actually I've been egged have you? Yeah. A friend of mine got egged three times in a month in three separate incidents because um, we, we grew up in Essex them. and he was dressed a bit like a dandy. Oh, I see. <laughs> Peter, it's, just, it's just always weird sort of seeing footballers do weird shit. Peter, you've thrown an egg at anyone before? Uh, no, I don't think I have. No, I don't think no. I no. So none of us have. Luke definitely has. Yeah. I remember playing... We've missed think, out. We should maybe do it. I think I meant... <laughs> should we egg Luke when he comes back? I, I think <laughs> not, I mentioned this Luke. in the uh, Football Ramble book available from all charity shops uh, or Amazon. <laughs> Uh, probably just Amazon. Um, the um, people do send pictures of the four I'm looking at the charity shop as if to go, as if to go. You've made ah. it. Yeah, so well, it's like we released a fucking book. Yeah, we and wrote the, actually, it. the Goodreads um, reviews of it are bloody brilliant. And yeah, Wait, and how, how many of them are on Goodreads? Not only that. We're now providing more, yet yet more money for charity. Exactly. Yes. All right. Exactly. Prostate cancer and Oxfam. We're yeah. all over the place. Um, but I remember writing about uh, Michael Brown, the ex-Man City oh, yeah, footballer. Yeah, yeah. He's mm. from Hartlepool. Uh, he was just having a kick around with his friends on the on on, on the Burn Valley where we used to play football, uh, and we had a kick around. And obviously, he was a Manchester City footballer, yes. and he ran rings around us because uh, we were like sixteen, seventeen. And um, then a man turned up with a hammer, threatening to um, hit one of Michael Brown's friends. And I was like. This is weird. Why? <laughs> this guy's he... a Premier League footballer. Because yeah. he was so good. 
No, just no, just because he's, no, he's got some beef. I think he's burned hill. I think he borrowed some money. Not Michael Brown. He's Michael Brown's friend or colleague. Okay, yeah, I mean, so there we go. My image of your childhood is sort of like in cartoon panels, like the Beano. <laughs> I don't, I don't um, picture actual reality. I can't. And we all learned a little bit of ourselves about him <laughs> and Michael Brown's friends. There we are, you see. Uh, mm. Let's move back to the Premier League where Fulham got a big win against Southampton. Claudio Ranieri, eh? He's mm. already yeah. got them on an upward curve. Is it fair to say it's a great team to play to ease yourself in? Yeah, certainly. And Mark is. Hughes, Southampton side. Is it fair to say that Mitrovic gobbled up that Southampton mm. defence, didn't he? <laughs> he's so good. According to Ranieri, he's one of the best strikers in Europe. Well, I mean, and pound for pound, he probably is. Well, like, only, only Aguero and uh, Aubameyang have scored uh, more than him in, in the Premier League this season. Just mm. one more. They're on eight and Mitro's on, on seven. Mitrovic is the top scorer in the history of the UEFA Nations League. Yeah. See what you've done. <laughs> see what you've done there, Mark. Oh, okay, okay, he's the top scorer in the UEFA Nations League. But still, like, you know, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see him sort of getting on with um, anyone. With anyone, <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the species. There's, there's, there's still time. Um, I still didn't. Did you see the picture of him eating a pizza? I did. At, see, in, yeah. the, in the dressing room he, after the match. You see, his fellow countryman Yukanovic could have kept the lid on some Mitrovici type behaviour. <laughs> yeah. we, we will see what would happen. <laughs> it's, it's, pizza is like Claudio Ranieri's secret weapon, isn't it? it? Is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, it you know throws what? pizza at every problem and it <laughs> solves it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, a lot of footballers actually will have a pizza. Or at least a slice yeah. of pizza after the game. Oh, is to, that right? To re- replenish, yeah, yeah. Because your body, because your body, replenish your pizza reserves. Yeah, exactly. You got If your pizza reserves are down for crying out loud, <laughs> but it's a serious yeah, matter. Please, pizza. He's broken his leg. Please see to that, ladies and gentlemen. There, there are numbers you can call, uh, and they will be delivered. But uh, wasn't there an ex-Fulham manager who was big on rubbing cheese on things? <laughs> oh, Felix McGann. Yeah. McGann. yeah, he had it all wrong. Yeah. He had it all wrong. Put get, some door. Get there needs the... to be a thin layer of door between the cheese and the knee. <laughs> for those who don't remember, it was. Um, was it bread of hangle? Yeah, I think yes. it was, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Scandinavian The man who's made of bread. Yes, exactly, yeah. Or just add the cheese and you're away. Mm. Perfectly good uh, meal. Um, he said that one of Felix Magat's uh, ways was, of dealing with... It was like with, an old wise tale, wasn't it? Indeed, yeah. It was rub cheese, cheese on, on, the, on the place that was... Maniac. You know, broken on the Maniac. broken boat, and then also, was it not phone your mother? Yeah, and it was a bit of at midnight. You had to do it at a certain time, <laughs> phone your mum, and roll cheese on your knee. Yeah. I mean, that man's won titles. <laughs> He's, he's won the Bundesliga. Does he, does he, does he factor in with time difference? Fa- he won the Bundesliga with a lot of fashionable side. Yeah. Maybe so it's might, not pizza, maybe it's the cheese that solves the problem. It's got to be the cheese. I hope he didn't have any South Americans in the side. He's going, I'm half asleep. <laughs> Why are you ringing at midnight, you shit? It's got to be the cheese. They Because um, I, I, I thought, like, he's there to sort out a defence, and he probably will do that. And Mitra's not an on-the-break footballer. He's not a quick player. Uh, but... But he's, he's got, a great target man. But he's yeah. a great target man and he His holds up the ball really so nicely quick. and yeah. stuff. And oh, that second goal. Beauty. Wow. Like, and, he's, yeah. and that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, he is very instinctual mm-hmm. and he is a very kind of like uh, yep. emotionally led kind of like, I'm going to hit that yeah. ball really quick. <laughs> if he has a bit too much time, he invariably muffs it up. And But he's yeah. in, an incredible. I do, I do agree with that, by the way. I couldn't believe the first goal. Mm. With, what, three or four yeah. Southampton defenders around him? Well, we probably won't mark Mitrovic. What's well, this the worst? is the thing, isn't it? Hughes was saying this after the game that he's really frustrated that if you, know, if you look back at the game, they were probably, you know, not better in every area, obviously, but they, they were certainly had more of the thrust and looked like the team yes. that were gonna, probably going to win it but they they're just so open at the back mm. they missed chances didn't they and and that's it you know that with Fulham it's something to build on it's a win and it gets people the confidence up and all the rest of it but mm. it wouldn't be shocking to think that if Fulham 
get beaten sort of four or five by Chelsea. Mm. I know Chelsea obviously hammered by Spurs, yeah. but very different kind of uh, mm. proposition. It's like the most lacklustre derby in the league, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think the amount of Chelsea fans, if you say you're, you're a Fulham fan, they go, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I th- but I think in in West London it's a kind of it's a very like a, a like a tiered system. So obviously Chelsea are the, the biggest side, yeah. And then you probably nowadays it's Fulham, of course. Um, but Brentford hate Fulham. Mm. Fulham probably would feel maybe a little. Uh, do, do they feel that chippy? I don't know. I know QPR. They hate Chelsea probably more. Right. I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a funny one because you've got four clubs. In, in that, who that, hates the hater? Indeed, is yeah. the question. That's right. Yeah, mm. a lot of hatred. What a lovely game we have. Indeed. Now, Claudio Ranieri is there to, to dissipate the hatred. You would think. Uh, Ryan Sessegnon looked a lot better than yes. what we've seen him. Well, he so said. Far this he season. said about Ranieri, um, <laughs> the new manager is more tactical, more tactical with this guy than the last one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, I think that was it. With with, with, with Ranieri said that um, you know uh, he, he talked about having um, not just the quality, but but also the fighting spirit. And I think mm. that's where Jukanovic went wrong. I think Jukanovic was still thinking, we're good enough to play our way out of yeah. this. Mm. And and again, I reiterate how good Fulham were last season. Well, play. they looked a bit like that at times. Yes. Um, at the start of the, the season, there was moments. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, in, in this game. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tom Kearney in there, he's had a few injury problems and so on and blah de blah They need clean sheets. They're, they're the only team, I think, in the league who don't have a clean sheet, Fulham. Yeah, which isn't a great record. I like I like what Ranieri also said. He said, "I asked my team to make a lot of crosses for Mitrovic because he is amazing in the box." It's like just get it in, yes, yeah. get it in. Sessegnon's ball over for Scheller's goal was magnificent. Mm, it was well. a lovely as, one. as you touched upon. It's really good to see him, uh, see him shine like that. Indeed, yeah. Um, are Mark Hughes days numbered now? Yeah, get him think, out. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got three off. wins for Southampton <laughs> in twenty-one Premier League yeah, games in his entire. Not many, is it? Stint. Uh, Did anyone expect anything? <laughs> different. I mean, well, we always sort of well, said, Hughes right? didn't, because well, he said it's, say... it's all quite predictable that Southampton fans would start calling for this my sacking and all this. And yeah, stuff. yeah, it is, mate. Because of the lack of wins. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. This, oh, almost like this going... happens every time. <laughs> yeah. I'm at the bottom of the league. I'm trying to stop Honestly. getting Premier League jobs, but they just keep giving them to me. <laughs> I'm as confused as you. The Didier Deschamps come out in Paris when the World Cup was presented everyone's singing and dancing well this is all very predictable because we won the cup we won more matches than everyone else it's a knock on effect unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) go to your homes I want a good night's sleep. It's been a nightmare. <laughs> oh, there we are. Um, staying uh, down, not right down the bottom though uh, anymore. Huddersfield, they were at bottom, and then they got a fantastic win yeah, away to Wolverhampton Wanderers. No, I didn't. I didn't at all. They're up to fourteenth. Up it, to bloody fourteenth. Early goals are killing off teams. They really are. They're like, <laughs> oh no, Aaron Moy, what a day he had. Their, their heads, Wolves' heads went down, which is weird because Wolves love sticking their head up and howling, but. Like they just, they just never recover. They're not werewolves, but you're not aware no. of that. They still put their heads up to to a howl. <coughs> I think oh. so. But the, yeah, Terriers looked um, much better, uh, and uh, they look like they're getting their act together, which which is uh, about time really. I mean, David Wagner took them to Marbella during the international break. Bit of sunshine, maybe seventeen mm. degrees. I googled it. Did you really? Couldn't believe how hot it is it's down there. Incredible. Wow. Um, Phil Billing, the young Danish midfielder, great game. Gigantic mm. bastard. That, that clearance <laughs> yeah. off the line. Oh, that, that was glorious. What a gigantic bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, As the that, chant goes. <laughs> <laughs> that midfield, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, uh, the Huddersfield had uh, um, 
Hog and Moy and 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 Billing were superb, mm. very well drilled. They, Goals they and sound goal like line a, clearances. A sort of group of Victorian murderers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perhaps accountants. I'm not quite sure. I'm not decided. Indeed, yeah. On, on, on the other side, I thought Traore um, came on and gave them a bit of fight, bit of impetus. Yeah. And, and he could have got something out of it. He's a train. He's incredible. He's fantastic. A runaway it? train, yeah. But they, they've had a bit of a bad patch now, Wolves. Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, they're still. I mean, where are they in the table? They're, they're still 11th. Yeah. They haven't they haven't won in. Is it? Five or six now? I'm not, it's not sure, but it's, it's a while. Yeah. Huddersfield winning is an interesting one because I think a fair few people thought they're for the, they're for the drop. You know, mm, they yeah. surely this is. And then when they just get their act together, obviously there's a lot of football to be played. You know, it's, still, it's an aberration. Still pretty tough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the relegation running is, is, might be quite fascinating mm. because there are teams you think they might get their act together and there are teams like one or two like Fulham or even Crystal Palace you think surely they've got a little bit of quality that can get them out of there. Yeah. But they're still down there. Yeah. Santo after the game mm-hmm. was, was a joy to watch as he, as he has been. He's sort of gone under the radar as a sort of like very charismatic like mm. presence mm-hmm. in post-match interviews. He said, um, even after a loss, in my job, it's easy to find the why. Yeah. And he strikes me, he's, he reminds me of like, the scientist who saves the day in a disaster movie, possibly oh, played time. by Lawrence reminds, Fishburne. Reminds oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A bit it reminds of that. me of Pythagoras. <laughs> yes. Anyways, a, a regular... trying to find the why. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but with even his name, Nuno Espirito Santo. Yeah. There is what well, we talked yeah, about him having... And a former like goalkeeper that's a manager as yeah, well. Yeah, he, thing. Th- th- there's a slight sort of uh, wizard feel about him that we, mm. that we think so. He sounds like a car. Yeah, he does. A little the bit. Es- the Espirito Santo. Espirito di punto. That's what you're thinking, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Find yeah. the why. Well, he's got to find the why, and he seems he seems very pleased. He likes a challenge. Clearly, mm. my team are crap. Yes, I'm going to find out why. This is much better than Good winning. For more. <laughs> yeah, the last thing he wants is if they're winning back to back. What do you think? Well, we're just going to do more of the yeah. same. He's learning to make pizza right now. Damn right. And if he isn't, he bloody well should be. Bloody well should be. Uh, let's move on to the championship. Mm. There was a great uh, Birmingham derby. Huge. Aston Villa won it, of course, 4-2. Alan Hutton, mm. the goal for all of Birmingham. Oh, that Alex, was... Alex Shaw on Twitter said... Maybe Hut- not all of them. Hutton dressed as lamb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of that. A lot of that. Good but an oldie. Um, there is a Twitter account um, along the lines of... It's called something like, Has Hutton Scored? And every <laughs> oh, time play, it just tweets, no. Um, <laughs> this time it went mad. And the idea behind it is that um, if you follow it, it and Alan Hutton scores, you just you have to go out that night. <laughs> which, which, which I absolutely love. That is, that is very, very enjoyable. Yeah, it was his first goal at Villa Park for nearly four years, just to put that into more... Uh, perspective. It was just the way he picked it up. Is it was one of those ones where clearly a fullback who doesn't score many goals, and he's mm. thinking a little bit further, a little bit further. further. Yeah. I'm gonna, I might have to yeah. shoot in a minute here. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody tweeted us with it lined up next to Diego Maradona yeah, goal yeah, against yeah. England, and it is remarkably similar. <laughs> yeah, I but, think the defending is a little worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pete, still, if what Peter a Reed was there, he might have got yeah. a foot in. He's on his yeah. arse either way. <laughs> um, but yeah, brilliant. Uh, Tammy Abraham was excellent for Aston Villa mm. as well. He's having a good time there. Jack Grealish said that his goal was the best moment of his career. Although when it went in, the commentator went, and the best moment of his life. And I remember thinking, well, you don't know Let's that. ask him that, Yeah, absolutely. We? The best moment of his life is like me when he stops having an undercut. <laughs> <It's kind laughs> of my, uh, my friend Paddy is a uh, Villa fan and uh, he, he, he was delighted with what was happening, but also said it was kind of weird to see Jack Grealish score a header and it sort of is yeah yep. it really is one of those sides of the thing yeah mm-hmm. close range 
Diving, <laughs> diving header? We have a diving header. I thought Djokovic's opening goal, yeah. um, where he just watches it for the entire time it's in the air mm. and just slots it home. I thought the opener was beautiful. Yeah, Really, really well taken. Uh-huh. Dean Smith doing a decent job yeah. as Villa boss. He won his first game, lost the next two, but they won three on the bounce now. And he said he's got his eye on the top two. Oh. I know. Well, Villa are eight. Weirdly unambitious. Let's <laughs> go for the title. Yeah. I know, but so, yeah, I know what you know, but <laughs> come you on. know what I know, <laughs> and you know, uh, yeah, Villa eight, seven points off Middlesbrough in second, 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 um, but six points separate seventh and first in the championship, or oh, to bloody well play for. Uh, of course, Big Mick McCarthy isn't operating in the championship anymore, <laughs> but he has entered the international arena, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, again. Big Mick is back in the island hot seat. We thought that that might be the case. It bloody well has happened. It's... Already been given us walking papers. <laughs> yeah, which is, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy oh, this. Already got a P45 written out. You, all right, you've got the job. You're not staying very long. <laughs> yeah. Trust McCarthy. Like the most dour man in football has been given yeah. a P45 I just minus want one, two years. I just want one tournament. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll suck myself. Because his demeanour just demands kind of like being up for it. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just really kind of instills oh, yeah. a sense of excitement in his players, I imagine. Well, I'll tell you what. He'll, Come he'll... on then, lad. Let's get going. <laughs> he only he, he likes it, though, if he's if he's having a go at his own fans. <laughs> yeah. When they've got... Now he's got a whole country to pick on again. <laughs> so yeah, in case um, anyone has missed this news, so McCarthy is he's um he's basically taken charge for just a year, hasn't he? And then Stephen Kenny is, the is, is yeah. taking mm. taking charge. That's good for Stephen Kenny. You know, he's done a marvelous job at Dundalk. You know, I think that mm. this chat that he's what is he one of, if not the most successful uh, manager in the in the sort of the, the, the Irish league's history, or something like yeah. that. You know, he's he's done brilliantly well. So he's taken the under twenty ones at the moment, mm. and it seems like dare I suggest. Island fans, that there's a bit of a plan going on. Yeah, no, I, think I mean the plan does involve Mick McCarthy. All right, so let's, <laughs> you know, yeah. What's Stephen uh, Kenny leaving the, <laughs> learning in this situation? Yeah. Is, it, is this the same plan that England had with Stuart Pearce? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe this is you know this this kind of thing of, of of temporary contract where you will be effectively relieved of your duties at some point is a common thing. And like yeah. Mark Hughes has got another three games and then it will go. And it's this it's has true. always been the plan. Yeah, Who knows? I mean Mick McCarthy's obviously got the contract until after the Euros, presuming he lasts that long. You know, yeah. we, we shall see. <laughs> I'm um, sure he will. Yeah, well, we certainly hope so. We certainly hope so. Robbie Keane is going to be one of his assistants. That's that nice. nice. It all sounds good, doesn't it? Does. It? it really does. <laughs> Love that. One for the purists. All right then, ladies and gentlemen, after the break, uh, speaking of purists, we're going to talk about the Copa Libertadores um, not final and uh, <laughs> we're going to crack over in the WhatsApp group. See you in a moment. Steady with the language. I know English isn't your first. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, my good friends. Now then, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be recorded and released on Thursday. Petey, how did our best better get on? He is the unstoppable Pete machine. Yes! Fulham to win and uh, there being over two cards. He managed it. Oh, That's 200 quid for uh, Prostate Cancer. Get in there. It's got to be said as well, his first one was a treble Mm. that also came in. So this is... I think this is big. Yeah, he's on for the hat trick. He is on for the hat trick. Oh. The first ever ORE, Order of the Ramble Empire. Luke's going to be back for this as well, so he'll yeah. be selecting the bet. Uh huh. Oh, love that. Exciting. Well played, Actually, that man. Be. I'll be selecting the bet. So it'll be my winnings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> charity winning. Charity, charity wins. winnings. You know, all bets my are for charity. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's see about that the better. Um, excellent stuff. Right then. Um, 
The Copa Libertadores final second mayhem. Wow, mayhem. word mayhem. Wow, what a mess! I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That Carlos Tevez had been tear gassed ahead of the biggest game of his life. Yeah, and I will leave I mean, it there. Worth, I mean, it's worth mentioning. It was quite dangerous. <laughs> I mean, the, the mad thing is, yeah, I mean, this is not even the first time players have been tear gassed in this no. fixture in the well, Libertadores. Exactly, this is the, the reverse happened in the stadium. And, and they, they, did they get disqualified? Or they I think Boca like... got fined and disqualified. Yeah. yeah. So why is that not happening this time? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think part of the reason that's not happening this time is probably both sides still want the game to happen, yeah. right? They want, they mm. want. No one wants to like. No one wants there not to be a winner in the, in, in in a competition like that, or f- mm. to to win it on a technicality. And, and obviously, the, like they said at the time, like the eyes of the world were on this fixture Very massively. So. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Once it was rained, the, the first half was obviously uh, rained off um, a week ago, and it's just it was so disappointing. It was, yeah. I mean, the, the match was supposed to be played on Saturday. After a number of delays, it was put back, and then it was to be played on Sunday, and then it was it was postponed all over again. And Conmebol, the um, the you know the body of uh, football body in, in South America the shambling body indeed have organised a meeting with all parties on Tuesday tomorrow to sort out a new date and time yeah. well at the time like Infantino was sort of saying it has to be played or they're going to get disqualified yeah. but maybe he didn't know the full extent of everything well, I guess we can be very kind and give him the benefit of that doubt but yeah, so there were players I mean there were players hospitalised yeah so there know. was there was three players because the, the, the Boca Juniors bus went through they were, it was travelling to El Monumental the River Plate Stadium mm. and it was pelted and the, it was glass smashed the bus driver apparently fainted and the yeah, because yeah, it was tear gas in the goddamn bus. That's yeah. why. And, uh, and, and, and like, it's somebody, um, it was, yeah, it was Rupert Fryer, South American football. Quit your guess, still exist. Either way, he's, he's big on the South American football. He, he said it uh, probably wasn't a good idea to have a bus with lots of bocker, like, <laughs> yeah. kind of decals on the on the side, Indeed, as yeah. piling through a lot of river, river But I think he fans. said that before some of the details had come out because it seemed a little bit like when Manchester City turned up at Anfield mm. that time mm. in the Champions League and it was a bit raucous. And yeah, we don't want to see that stuff. But this is far worse. And actually, Argentinian football, you know, read, if you want further reading on this, anything that Rory Smith or Miguel Delaney or Jonathan Wilson, they were all out there. Mm-hmm. Those three journalists, you know, they've written uh, pretty well uh, in, I think it was New York Times, Independent, The Guardian. Uh, some, some some decent stuff. It'll give you a little bit more of the background. Yeah. We all know that that fixture is absolutely huge. I mean, it's dubbed the Super Classico. Yeah. I mean, there was talk, um, perhaps I think from Jonathan maybe, that, um, that this is, Arguably, like the biggest game in the history of South American football. Like when you really sort of look at the, 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 the fact that they, those two teams had never met in the final before, mm. and, the and also being on it so much, and it's the last two-legged affair, yeah. in the Copa Libertadores final. So it's, 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 an it's almost like it's a closing of a chapter mm. in in that competition, yeah. which is which and is there. So in a way, this is apt. Yeah, exactly. well, indeed, yeah, um, it's a closing of a chapter in their sort of equivalent of the Champions League, if you like. Two of the fiercest rivals in world football, blah de blah blah. The first leg was to all; it was poised. Everyone was was thinking, "Come on!" I mean, I, the amount of people I know here that are sitting down to watch it, mm-hmm. you know, it was, was going to be on on the but TV. You see, but you see, and, it, and then it's that be happened. An absolute, um, it, it's going to be like shadow of what it was going to be. Which well, Boca won it played at a neutral venue. Yeah, which and, you know, and, and you, you saw that, but you saw last week in Boca's last uh, training session mm. before they went. It, there was there was more than the capacity. Yeah, it should be in Boca Juniors Stadium, yeah. and then you saw the the uh, the, the scenes at uh, River Plate Stadium, El Monumental, 
when when the fans were already in the ground and the yeah. noise and everything. Mm. And because and it, it, it it's such a shame. But it, mm. but RJ, there's so many people, ex players like Raquel May and Batistuta and all these players are just saying we've disgraced ourselves in front of the yeah. world. Massively, we, and, and we can but we can flare kind of passion. It's like, oh, isn't it great that you know you got fans pissing on each other and fucking shrinking flares and yeah, there was videos of like a, a woman taping fucking flares to her daughter just yeah. to, to smuggle them in, in to yeah. smuggle them into the thing because they're not they're not a frisk a child. Hey, I they got, are now. I nearly got <laughs> I nearly got pissed on at an Argentinian match. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, know, well, you, but deserve, I, you deserved it. But if I will put my head in those places. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you will sleep if you will sleep in the urinal, Marcus, you will get pissed on. Who was a piss jest? <laughs> yeah. You yeah, and your so... budget travel. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great shame. Um, yeah. Both me Sucks. nearly getting pissed on and obviously the uh, mm. the final second leg not happening. So we wait to hear yeah. if what it will take place at all. I mean, yeah. I really hope it does. Should they should they not do this, the the match and then River win on away goals because they drew the with oh, that piss <laughs> people off imagine, even more? Do you think? Imagine. I uh, we shall wait and see. All right, let's crack open the WhatsApp group. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that, Pete? Have you got a little jingle for that? No, I've not got a jingle. No, we haven't got a jingle. For God's sake! Well, Welcome to the WhatsApp group, everybody. We'll start with this, a quote from Jimmy Glass, who was um, in 442 magazine. Mm. Recently, he said... Do you said, want to give the background on who Jimmy Glass is? Most people will know this, but he, you know... Not yeah, everyone. We know him as a, a a former, probably a former goalkeeper now, who scored the goal to keep Carlisle United. Was it? Yeah. Uh, in the football league, a last a ninety fifth minute mm. uh, winner he scored. That's why we know who Jimmy Glass is. Yeah. Other than that, apparently he played for Plymouth. Yeah. No, he apparently played um, under Nigel Pearson. Yeah. Well, he floated. He floated around. He had the opportunity to sort of play a few games for Palace and at every kind of stage the poor guy just didn't get a break yep. and just things just didn't go for him but he's still remembered for being a man who scored a, a goal he's goal etched, last minute he's etched in all of our minds and mm. saved and saved Carlisle from going down which would have been bloody awful oh, well well done but, uh, this I mean quote, he sent Scarborough down but I'm still well <laughs> he's playing for his you know he's yeah, <laughs> he's, he's being professional uh, <laughs> unlike uh, maybe Nigel Pearson mm. in this quote he said the players were nervous in the dressing room ahead of the Plymouth game. Nigel Pearson was in his first job in management and started to hand round a bottle of brandy. The players were taking a swig from it. Unbelievable when you look back now, but the manager was trying to settle everyone down. Brandy. <laughs> when people give brandy to babies to help them sleep. <laughs> Dropping the henny. <laughs> Are you nervous, lads? Have a swig of this. Why, why have you brought it along? <laughs> why is it even... <laughs> Maybe there's just a drinks cabinet in the uh, in the changing room, hidden inside his tactics book, like a little, in a little flask. Oh dear, terrible. Yeah, yeah so check uh, if anyone is ostrich. Give players brandy. That's all that will say. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He had to drop one of those things, didn't he, when he became mm. a Premier League yeah. manager? There we are, Nigel Pearson. How little we knew thee. Um, now then, what about this, ladies and gentlemen? Sven and the Philippines are through to the semi-finals of the Suzuki Cup. It's like a fungus has taken over yeah. Marcus's brain, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, I'm talking... It's like one of those ants. He's going to climb up onto the highest leaf mm. and just die. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> to get nearer to Sven. Are you not happy? I'm not... Sh- you're right, actually. I'm not sure I trust that this is even you speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been taken over. Sponsored by the uh, Suzuki Cup. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the odds of Marcus mentioning Sven next week with Bet365 are a decent... <laughs> shut the fuck up, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I am pleased for the people of the Philippines can I not be they've never won this competition they're in the semi-finals they've played some good stuff I presume and uh, I think, I <laughs> not think... even watched not even watched any of it <laughs> I've seen the highlights you got your Google alert mm. Boop. it's not I... what the fungus demands <laughs> <laughs> the sphengus <laughs> the sphengus has taken control 
going to be a big Sven mushroom blown out your head. Oi, they're doing well. We'll keep you up to date on that, ladies and gentlemen. No, we gentlemen. won't. You we, will. I bloody yeah. will. And you will, as by association. Um, <laughs> let's go over to Japan. Whoa. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The fungus is over to you, big boy. <laughs> fungus is beginning in my trousers. Lucas Podolsky was getting all angry in the J-League, wasn't he? Yeah. What was that about, that Peter? Was a, it was a bit of a scrap, wasn't it? Yeah, was there mm. a 14th uh, injury? Uh, 104th minute equaliser. Yeah, by a goalkeeper. Yep. Lovely. Speaking of Jimmy Glass. We mm. did, the annoying thing is, I couldn't find any of the highlights of the goalkeeper back no, to scoring. The, yeah, the hi- really all annoying. the highlights I could see. The, it's not even Podolsky having a scrap. Well, there, I, I, I there can there find a... highlights of the Philippines, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. They yeah. sent it to me. But there was a lot of there was a lot of incident in that, in that game, but so much of it, and this is... So, I love this. We're all just school children in the mm-hmm. end of it. It's like, it's if there's a bit of a row yeah. after a game, <laughs> yeah. it's like someone's having a fight in the playground mm-hmm. and everyone runs over to, <laughs> to YouTube fight, fight, fight. to see it. Definitely. Someone uh, someone put some spicy chilli sauce in his kebab. And as, in, and as Iniesta was trying to break it up. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to be a peacemaker and I thought, that's nice. But yeah, Lucas Podolski was really, really angry. I was just thinking, have, have, don't worry about it. Iniesta's been yeah. playing uh, quite well for... Uh, Vistel Corby. Imagine he is. Yeah. Yeah, you'd expect that, wouldn't you'd you? You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Certainly, yeah. But I, the, 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 I forget his name, the chap who got sent off for the red card. That was a definite red card, wasn't it? <laughs> Elbow to the face. Yeah, yeah. can't do that. Can't well. do that. Oh, by the way, honourable mention for Jordan Henderson sent off for Liverpool. Yeah. Walked before the red card came out. But Fair was, play. You rarely see that. Yeah. Rarely see for that. a second, yeah. Like, silly as well. Like yeah, Both of those bookings were, were hugely avoidable. He knew. He walked, Jim. Give yeah. him a bit of credit for he the walking. Knew. All right, fair enough. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. We'll end it on that note. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. Of course, we're back on Thursday for the preview show. Say goodbye, Pete Donaldson. See you later, babies. Play the outro. All right. Say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Later. Say goodbye, me. Bye. And uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. See you on Thursday. There's the tune. We're off. What's wrong with you? It's the Svengers. This was a Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.